Welcome to Least Fans in Hostile Lands, a podcast about three Least fans doing our best to survive in the heart of Sens Nation. Uh, I'm Craig Shaw, along with Kyle Nurse and Daniel Britton, and we're this is our second podcast, and we're still in the middle of uh, training camp. Uh, we've got two more days until the home opener happens, and this Saturday we actually had our first taste of some Leafs hockey. Uh, they were broadcasting the blue versus white game. It was a uh, bit of a blowout for Team White. Um, Kyle, do you want to tell us a little bit more about the game? Uh, I had a chance to watch it while I was winning money at poker. That was fun. So uh, I don't have super duper details. Um, but I do remember the uh, Miko Lettinen. What a guy. Huge shot from the uh, yeah. blue line. That was a great shot there. Nylander ripping it. Robertson's huge, like, bajillion mile an hour goal. Um it just looked like they were having fun, especially that Joe Thornton guy. What a guy. Huge smile on his face. Huge beard. Uh, I'm really looking forward to seeing this team in some uh, competitive action. And, uh, like, so so many things happen. I, I can't even I can't even uh, express my excitement enough. So, like, Dan, take it away, buddy. What else you got for me? Well, I mean, for me, this kind of highlighted the, the first line that we have on our team and how exciting this is going to be to watch. I mean, Martyr's little goal there. It was a perfect like example of how the three of them are going to be able to work together and keep momentum going. And I just I also love how he's so fast. Once he gets to that the puck off the blue line, he just breaks out to the goal, and you know there's just no stopping the kid. So that was a lot of fun to watch. I watched uh, also a little bit of the highlights of the shootouts. Um, you know, I was a little sad to watch Tavares go in and just kind of dangle his way into oblivion. But uh, but he had a nice goal to start the game, so, uh, you know, he was forgiven for the shootout. Um, but, you know, one of the things that was hilarious is when you see the Marner goal, you see uh, Thornton and Matthews and Marner all hugging, and, you know, Marner comes up to maybe the nipples of the other guys. I saw and, that, too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they make him look like a child. <laughs> I, I know. It's like... like tiny kid on the ice and then just these two beasts and so i'm just excited to watch a whole lot of those hugs <laughs> i'm just kind of hoping that the rest of the teams are going to be more paying attention to the two giant guys and not going to notice the little hobbit sneaking in beside the net and uh throwing the tap-ins yeah yeah exactly no it was a uh it was a great game um it was it, it was pretty loose you can tell that they were a little having fun they knew it was broadcast they were putting on a bit of a show like Marner coming in, trying to do the between the legs goal on the breakaway. Um, I would love to see that kind of thing in an actual game, but um, there was the one play where uh, Jumbo Joe and uh, Morgan Riley were standing up at the blue line. I can't remember who it was. I think it was Tavares came right between the two of them and just made them look terrible. But it's going to be, uh, I'm excited to see this team. Like there's, uh, there's a lot of exciting plays. One thing that we did call last time, Miko Lettinen on that second power play. Yep. But I did see that they just moved him down to the eight, uh, to the fourth pair, and they've moved um, TJ Brody up to the top or second power play. So we were both right on both of those last week. Yeah, that makes sense. I think uh, getting Brody some more action is good. And uh, I wonder, well, we did mention if maybe they'll use 2D on that uh, second power play, but I don't know. I don't know. What, uh, was there more information on that, Craig? No, it just happened this afternoon. Um, I just read it this afternoon that they were uh, giving Travis Dermott a little bit more of a chance to to play. They noticed uh, Lettinen's play in that uh, blue on white game that he was having a little bit more trouble reading the play in the defensive zone. Um, you know, he's going from international ice down to the NHL rink. He's just not used to it. 
He's obviously a good skill player that can read the plays pretty well, but it's just a bit of adjustment coming from the European to the NHL, and like he hasn't had any time to spend in the AHL. They haven't really had any exhibition games. They're just giving, uh, giving Dermot a chance to show what he's got while letting uh, Letton and um, work on his game a little bit, watch a few games from the press box, spend a little bit more time practicing before they get into that. Yeah, so that really begs the question, does... Uh, does Dermot stay up or does Lettinen, you know, dethrone him? And is that, who would, who would, uh, be their, their pairing partner? I say the top four is pretty set, uh, or is it Dermot Lettinen or is it Lettinen Sandine or is it Dermot Sandine? What, uh, I, I, man, I think Lettinen Dermot would be great. Um, that's just, that's just my opinion. Yeah. Today they were practicing Dermot and Bogosian on the, uh, five, six on the third pair. I um, keep forgetting about Bogosian. I, I know. I do, too. He's just there. <laughs> well, that way uh, Dermot can play up. Uh, they can jump up a little bit because Bogosian's a bit more of a stay-at-home defenseman. Get someone that has a little bit more responsibility beside him. Someone's a little bit more of a uh, veteran presence as well. Um, let Dermot kind of do his thing, work on his game, have someone that uh, is nice and safe beside him. I, I think it's not the last we'll see of Lettinen. I mean, he is fast. Oh, God, like, no. Also, and Keith has been saying, like, speed, speed, speed for this year. I, I read this morning that, uh, or this afternoon, rather, he was, you know, focusing less on goals and shots. It's not going to necessarily about that and the points. It's going to be legwork on the line that's going to win these games. And, you know, if that's the case, we'll probably see Lettinen come up at some point. I also forgot Simmons was on the team. Like, I, I watched a couple highlights, and, you know, we'll see how that happens, too. Yeah, it's... Uh... The whole new roster is, uh, even with the, that, the big four, you only put a couple new faces on, but it seems like a brand new lineup because you move those couple new guys in and it's whole new lines. It'll be interesting to see how the, the lines shape up for the first game. I think, you know, they're going to be pretty set with that first Thornton-Matthews-Marner line, I would hope. I'd love to see that go. And, uh, you know, we'll see where it goes from there. Okay, now we're going to turn to a new segment that we're going to have. Uh, it's going to be called One Minute Recaps. And this is going to be uh, Kyle, who's going to be doing a World Juniors highlights in under a minute. So now we'll turn to Kyle. Okay, you guys got uh, you guys got a timer ready for me? Got a timer going. I've been told. Wait, it's going right now? No, no. Well, whenever you start, I'll start the <laughs> <Okay>. timer. <laughs> I've been told that I'm I'm supposed to get as close to a minute as I can. If I go over, I just keep talking, and they can just laugh at how much I went over one minute. But I'll give you a countdown. Here we go. Three, two, one. World Juniors, we're talking about Canada. They had one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight games. Here we go. Germany, 16-2 for Canada. Slovakia, 3-1 for Canada. Switzerland, 10-0 for Canada. Finland, 4-1 for Canada. What the heck? That was supposed to be closer. Uh, quarterfinals, Czech Republic, 3-0 for Canada. Russia, semifinals, 5-0 for Canada. That was supposed to be not a blowout. Oh, my God. Gold medal game, 0-2. USA wins the battle at the end. Talking about those goals, the first goal by the USA was Canada's first goal against at 5-on-5 and the first time they were trailing the entire tournament. Alex uh, Turcott from the Los Angeles Kings tips in Hellison's shot. Second goal, Trevor Zegras catches Devin Levi going the wrong direction, backhand at the post. Canada can't get it together. They hit the post. They got no bounces, no puck luck. USA keeps Canada the outside. Spencer Nice shuts the door. USA wins. They take a picture with a garbage barrel and Canada's logo on it. They say one barrel at a time. 
and this is how they got motivation to win. MVPs, tournament MVP, Trevor Zegras, uh, Anaheim Duck prospect, goalie MVP, Devin Levi, Panthers uh, prospect, forward MVP, Tim Stutzla, Ottawa Senators prospect, and finally, the best part, defenseman MVP, uh, Topi Niemela, Leafs prospect time. Okay, not bad, Kyle, not bad. You're 20 seconds over. I'll take it. First time, I'll take it. <laughs> yeah, we'll give you time to practice, and, you know, we'll get it uh, down to a tighter timeline for the next show. But great job. That was a great highlight. I think I've got a career in this. They're going to they're gonna call me up. This is, uh, this is how it happens. One thing I was disappointed was how late the Canada-U.S. final was on. Um, you know, if that had been at a little bit better time for me when I didn't have to wake up with a baby, then, you know, I would have been able to watch that. But, yeah. Um, yeah, unfortunately, I was not able to watch a bunch of the games. But at least we have the uh, with the NHL season coming on with all these West Coast games. Uh, a lot of the West Coast games are even going to be played at seven o'clock. Um, so we get to watch most of the games this season. We don't have to worry about that nearly as much. I think they did that for Dan. Dan called in and absolutely and like, you know what? We got to get this Dan guy watching some hockey. And if we don't <laughs> like what's there goes half our viewership. Yeah, I've got pull with NHL. uh public relations and so you know it just stems from there yeah absolutely so we've got the home opener coming up in a, uh, two days now um toronto's gonna be playing montreal as they often do for the home opener um good time to you know start the rivalry nice and early um and i read today that if austin matthews scores in the home opener he'll be the first player in nhl history to score in the home opener of his first five seasons Really? In the history of the Leafs or the history of the league? The league of the NHL. Oh, my God. First time to start his career to score in the first five home openers. Now, that takes me to a little story that uh, you guys both know, but we're going to go into our first little uh, segment currently called the Capital Corner. Each week, we're going to talk a little bit something about the Senators. We're going to bring on some Sens fans throughout the season. Give us a little bit about their, uh, their thoughts on it. Um... Obviously, we're not any sort of specialists on the Ottawa Senators, but we know some people that are being here in the capital. Um, now, I was at a game, would have been, I guess, five seasons ago now, and saw Austin Matthews' first NHL goal. And then his second. And then his third. And then his fourth. And then I remember watching the Leafs lose that night and walking out of the game with a Sens fan and thinking, this is the only outcome where both the Leafs fan and the Sens fan are smiling at the end of the game. The Leafs lost, but I watched our new number one pick score four goals, and I could not believe it. Every time he scored, I had to look and go, was that him again? It was a, no, uh, it could have been him. It's it definitely a game that I'll never That's forget, four. and I almost wasn't at it. And uh, it was probably about noon that afternoon. My friend, who's a Sens fan, asked me, he's like, my buddy just canceled on me to come to the game tonight. Do you want to come and see the, uh, the Leafs play the Sens? Well, God, yes, of course. <laughs> I'm not going to pass up a ticket to go see a Leafs game, and uh, I'm glad I, I took him up on that because that's definitely a game that I'll never forget. Um, great way to open a season. It's such a, such a Leafs thing to happen that <laughs> Austin Matthews puts the game on his shoulders, new guy, rebuild, four goals, here we go, on our way to the Cup. They still lose the game to the Ottawa Senators who were, you know, they were good-ish at the time, but not spectacular. And, uh, yeah, just puts it on his shoulders, and they, they still lose. So I, I how? I, I'm so glad we're not in that time anymore. 
I mean, what else do the Leafs need to do to help Matthews if, like, he's going to be the only one scoring goals, you know? Like, it was, it was, I didn't go to the game, unfortunately. I wasn't able to go, but I remember watching it and the roller coaster of emotion. The first two periods, you're feeling great. Everything was wonderful. And then you start, you start thinking, huh, this is starting to turn, you know, and you get that deep pit in your stomach feeling when you know the Leafs have maybe lost heart on the ice and you're just thinking oh don't let this happen again and then it happened again it's it was heartbreaking but at the same time as Craig said watching our new star forward just kind of take to the ice and explode was a lot of fun and you know everybody that was saying before the game all my friends in Ottawa who are Thence fans of course uh, we're saying, oh, you know, Matthews is going to come out. He'll probably trip over his skates and do this and that. And it was, you know, a little bit of, yes, we lost the game, but look at what our guy did to you. So that was a little bit fun, too. And the other thing I remember is Austin Matthews scored four goals that night, but it was Mitch Marner that actually, I think, had a better game. He was everywhere the entire night. He, in his very first game, showed us exactly what we've been seeing for the last four years, that he is explosive, he's dynamic. Um, and I can't believe it took them four years to put the two of them on the same line together. We can obviously see that's working out pretty well. I wonder what the new sports analyst on NBC is going to say about that. Oh, well, I think uh, <laughs> I think he thinks he's a pretty good player. Now, I wonder if uh, Babcock will be doing any of its uh, top ten lists on NBC. Uh, <laughs> hardest working players in the league. That would be interesting. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Oh, if for anyone who doesn't know, Mike Babcock has recently been asked to be a, a studio analyst on NBC uh, hockey games, which is interesting because he's so Canadian. He's the the coach of the the Canadian team that took him to the championships, took him to gold medal games, things like that, and now he's going to be on the American broadcast. Um, so interesting uh, developing story there. We'll see what uh, comes out of Babcock's mouth in the next uh, couple of weeks on NBC. Yeah, that'll that'll be fun to watch. And speaking of, you know, things that we're excited to watch, what do you guys think? Who are you most excited to watch this week? I mean, we're uh, watching our first hockey game in two days. It's been a while. Um, it's going to be fun to watch actual live hockey that we can then, you know, actually have results from and that will score points and it'll be a lot of fun. Who do you guys think are going to be exciting to watch? Corey Perry. I'm excited to see him in the home opener for Montreal. Finally coming home to Canada. And, uh, oh, this just in. Corey Perry waved and sent to the taxi squad. Um, well, speaking of Mike Babcock, sending the, uh, signing a veteran to your team and not playing him in the first game. Um, should this be more of a, um, like, I know, what was it last year? It must have been last year, Babcock not playing Spezza in the home opener after signing this veteran. It's a bit of a disrespect to a player that uh, has such a long career in the league and is as, well, I guess well-respected as Corey Perry. He's a well-respected player, maybe not for his uh, ethic against the other teams. I'm uh, interested to know who uh, took his job. I am uh, currently uh, scrambling to get to Cap Friendly. And if I look in there, uh, forwards, yeah, that's a lot of guys ahead of him. They also <laughs> waived uh, Michael Froelich, and Froelich was not on a PTO. He was actually signed, same amount of money as Corey Perry. 
so I think this is just depth. And, you know, Corey Perry being over 35, I highly doubt anyone's going to really pick him up or try to pick him up. Um, yeah, I'm looking at everybody above him on the list. It's uh, I wouldn't take anyone off the uh, Montreal Canadiens to make space for uh, Corey Perry. And the only two people that have options to go without waivers are Kakanyemi and Suzuki, and they're not going anywhere no, no. for sure. <laughs> no. So, you know, I totally agree with you, Craig. I wanted to see some Corey Perry, Joe Thornton action. <laughs> California rivals. Going yeah. at it in Canada, Toronto, Montreal rivalry, and it it just might not happen now. Uh, at least for the first game, we're going to be seeing Montreal what another eight or nine times after this. So injuries are are definitely going to happen. Corey Perry will very likely get in the lineup, but uh, this is reminiscent of a of a little bit of Babcock. The only difference I'm finding is that everybody above Corey Perry. I think deserves to be on the team, whereas I don't think everyone above Jason Spezza before deserved to be on the uh, the team, at least on the opening day. Hmm. Yeah, just to touch on Spezza, I was also disappointed that he did not get the start. That was unfortunate. But, uh, you know, looking forward to this week, as, as much as I sound like a broken record, and I'm sorry about this, but the Thornton Matthews Martin line, that's going to be fun to watch. Like, Agreed. It's okay. just, it's, I'm expecting it because I haven't seen it very much, but I'm expecting it to be a well-balanced line with a lot of speed, but also a lot of playmaking and, and setup abilities. So, you know, that's, I'm excited to see. VC I'm excited for. I haven't really watched much of him at all. Um, Mikheyev, obviously, I'm hoping he plays a lot this year because uh, he's my boy. Um, I'm excited to watch Anderson play. I expect he will, you know, do a lot at the start, but I'm hoping that he has a good season this year. I think he needs to have a good season this year. And especially when he gets his confidence, you know, going, he, he can maintain a good streak and a good season. But, you know, I'd like, I just want a solid goaltending year, guys. That's really all I want. Oh, that would be so good to get some solid goaltending. Uh, whether it's Anderson or Campbell. Campbell seems like he's in his zone. What I'm most excited about for this week, obviously for the the Toronto-Montreal game, is to see this Leafs uh, grit that they have toted as, uh, you know, we've upgraded. We've got some grit with the Thornton and the Simmons and the Bogosian. I want to see where, you know, where this is actually going in that first game. If it's, okay, we're going to be hitting hard. There's going to be a fight. You know, there's going to be some uh, winning in the corners or fighting in the corners. Um, I want to see where this is actually going to go, and I I really hope it doesn't flop. I don't think it will. Opening night, everyone's got something to prove to saying like, yeah, I came to this team to do my job, and uh, it's the Toronto Maple Leafs. I've been wanting to do this for my entire life because uh, the Leafs did get a little bit older, and a lot of the players they brought in, I feel like are on uh, not so much team friendly contracts, but they wanted to be a Maple Leaf. Um, so I'm excited to see them prove it and prove it, you know, with the hits, with the, uh, with the aggression or not, maybe not so much aggression, but, uh, bumping it up with that grit, that hockey grit, uh, that, size. uh again, has been talked about so much size. Thank you, Dan. Um, bringing it up and then maybe that size and grit, uh, you know, amounts to, or, uh, leads to some 
crazy Marner Matthews magic, or as usual, Tavares Nylander stuff. Some really cool, skillful things because there's more space now because of that grit, or they're not going as hard yeah. at the at the big guys because Simmons is coming off the bench next. Mm-hmm, Look out, mm-hmm. sort of thing. So that's that's the new Leafs. I'm excited for. I could be completely disappointed. And it's also early in the season, and there's going to be probably, what, two games before our next podcast. But I want to see it this week. I want to see that grit. Yeah, no, I'm I'm exactly feeling the same way. I mean, the Simmons, he's a big guy. It'll be nice to have that kind of balance, because we haven't really had a concentrated group of bigger guys on the forward lines. Um, you know, we like, Matthews is big, but... Um, and uh, Marlowe, he was, he was a bigger guy, but still, like... Nothing compared to Thornton. I'm just waiting for Chara to be announced that he's actually going to flip to the Leafs, and then <laughs> you know we'll put him in there with uh, maybe Nylander and BC and see see how that goes. <laughs> um, but yeah, the size I think that's going to be fun. Craig, did you have anything else to add? Well, Toronto added some size to their team, but so did Montreal for this season. Like True. they've got Tyler Toffoli, who is known to throw his weight around. Josh Anderson is your typical power forward. Now, they don't have someone like Max Domi, who is a, you know, known to love the Leafs. But uh, Toronto's got some big guys that, throw, that are, can throw some hits, but Montreal's uh, improved to gun bigger as well. I think it's going to be a very interesting season series between those two teams. Um, it's definitely going to be a higher intensity. Um, might not be as run and gun as it has been in the last couple of years with their young teams, but it's going to be a little bit more... A methodical, there's going to be a little bit more hitting, a lot more space opened up. You're probably going to see more odd man rushes because of it. It's uh, it's going to be a good home opener. I'm very, uh, very excited to see it. Yeah, me too. And we're, we're two days away. It's uh, like I can feel the hockey blood surging through my veins again. It's exciting stuff. How do you think they're going to be, you know, nine months uh, of not playing hockey? Um, I know they've had a little bit of time to prepare, but like that's not a lot of time to knock the dust off, you know? Well, these guys are professionals. They've had nothing to do for the last nine months other than to work out. Um, you know, every single player says that they're in the best shape of their lives because they've had nothing to do but to uh to get in shape over the last nine months. Either that or uh eat ice cream and hot dogs like I have. <laughs> But yeah, I think it's going to be... I, I don't think I'm worried about these guys being too off their game. It's just the same as any beginning of the season. You're working off some rust. There's a lot of new faces. Um, like, I noticed on the first power play on that last... Uh, in that scrimmage game, like, the Matthews-Marner-Thornton line looked pretty good on the power play, but they didn't really use Joe that much because they're not really used to him. Uh, but it's going to take some time. These guys, once they get used to each other, um, it's going to be... It's going to take some time to get that rust off just because of the new players. I don't, I'm not worried about, uh, about the time off. Yeah. I think, um, some of the bigger things we're going to see are those, uh, you know, the defensive errors that, um, since you haven't been playing competitive hockey yet, that, uh, you may not be expecting things or you're not used to, uh, some certain attacks or, or you just, you haven't had it in, uh, in a serious amount of time, nine months for some, um and uh what are we finishing august what's that but four months for uh both the uh, leafs and habs that's uh i think the defense is really going to be tested here yeah. and uh 
And it are, is this new look defense going to rise to the task? And how long is it going to take for them to get into form? Or are we just going to see the usual defensively uh, uh, not so great Leafs? I don't know. Oh, don't don't even say that, man. <laughs> I mean, I even <laughs> said I'm hoping Anderson's going to have a nice strong start. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see how it goes. Um, you know, it's been a long, a lot of time off, and they're especially coming back from a whole lot of break and then into new lines that they may not have any chemistry with. We have no real idea yet how it's going to go on the ice when you start getting yeah, up to teams. Yeah. Like, a scrimmage is one thing, right? But you're also shooting on a goalie that's kind of like, eh, not moving as fast and not really going for it the whole time. <laughs> So, um, yeah, it'll be nice to see against other teams. I'm sure every team, though, is having this kind of, you know, start where nobody's really sure how it's going to go. And as uh, we see more games happen, as we uh, get a little bit more experience on the ice, we'll see how it goes. And it'll be fun. Well, the one thing I'm excited to see with the, uh, the Leafs' new defensive pairings is it's a little bit more balanced now that every line you've got a bit of more, you've got your offensively minded guy. And you've got someone that's a little bit more of a stay-home defenseman. Um, the Leafs often before had a lot of guys that were offensively talented, but weren't really known for their defensive skill in their own zone. So, like, you now have Riley beside Brody. Brody's not known to be a fancy scoring guy, but he's known to do the right thing, be in the right spot, plays the puck well. Uh, on the second line, you've got Jake Muzzin um, beside Dustin Hall. Now, Hall... He's a younger player, but he's known a little bit more for his offensive skill as well. Um, Muzzin's obviously going to throw his body around. And on the third pair right now, you've got Travis Dermott. Again, not really known for his defensive play, but he's good offensive, um, explosive defenseman. Beside Zach Bogosian, again, not known for his offensive skills, but he's a big guy, throws his body around. Doesn't matter which pairing you're going to play on. Uh, it's going to be dangerous to play against on the Leafs. I'm, uh, I'm not. I'm expected to see that they're going to be more sound in their own zone. As long as they can get the puck out, they've got all that speed up front. They'll be able to get it into the uh, offensive zone pretty quickly, and hopefully they can keep it, uh, keep it out of the neutral zone, um, and keep it going forward. Uh, with my typical uh, hockey analysis, get the puck deep and uh, just give it a hundred ten percent every time. And uh, I think they're going to do okay. Good player. Good player. Good player. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and that's not something I'm worried about. I mean, the Leafs can, their offense is good. And their offense is strong year to year for the most part, especially with the addition of Matthews, especially when you've got, you know, uh, Nylander, who's, I know a lot of people don't like Nylander, but he's re I, I do like him. And I think he's a good player that's going to develop well on the Leafs. Um, so I'm excited to see how that goes. As I said, I've, I like Mikheyev. You know, all these guys have speed, and once the puck is in the end, they can get there, and they can put a puck on net. And as long as the goalies, uh, you know, <laughs> don't stand on their head this year, um, then we'll uh, maybe have a better chance. And, you know, kind of speaking of goalies, uh, we had a bit of news, I think it was today, wasn't it, guys? That um, Or a couple days ago, that Corey Crawford, is now uh, retiring from the NHL after 10 seasons and 488 games. That's a bit of a blow to the Hawks. Like, well, I didn't really see that coming. Did anyone else? Like, was this something that was talked well, about? Well, he wasn't even playing for the Hawks, right? He was playing for the Devils. Oh, of course. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, right. he signed uh, 
with New oh, Jersey right. this offseason. Of course. <laughs> Huge blow to New that Jersey. Yeah. Blackwood and who now? Blackwood and Crawford would have been a solid tandem that would keep the Devils in some games. But uh, I, to be honest, I don't know who's going to go. Craig, you want to take away? Maybe I'll look it up. Well, I think New Jersey's looking for a goalie right now. I think they're watching the waiver wire, seeing if there's any deals that are going to be coming up. Um, like, I think Blackwood's going to be carrying most of the games, but they're going to need, as the Leafs learned last season, you're going to need a reliable backup goalie because it's going to be a lot of games very quick. You'll see a lot of three games and four nights, and a starter just can't play that many games all the time. So you need someone reliable. Now, I did see that Toronto is holding Aaron Dell and uh, not putting him on waivers. So they're going to be carrying three goalies, at least for now. So I think they're afraid that someone like New Jersey is going to snatch him up because that's a pretty good It's $800,000 contract. You can fit that goalie into your cap no matter really any team in the league can make that work. Um, so I think the Leafs really want to have that third backup goalie just to be on the safe side. Um, we don't want to have a David Ayers incident happening for us. Um, and oh, then, man, uh, you brought it up again. <laughs> <laughs> Two podcasts in a row. <laughs> okay, we're we're gonna do it every time. <laughs> It'll just be a thing now. How many podcasts in a row can we bring up David Ayers? And then can we get David Ayers on the podcast? Although it has to be relevant to bring it up. Like you can't just throw out the name David Ayers and then you guys jump on me. That's oh, true. Okay. That's true. Yes, you can. <laughs> well, fair enough. Uh, looking at uh, cap friendly, Scott Wedgwood is the only name I can see that has played some NHL games that may come up if, uh, like Craig said, if someone do, or if they don't uh, scoop someone up off the waiver wire. Other two guys there, Giles Sten and Evan Cormier. Evan Cormier, I think, has may have played, if he's the same Cormier I'm thinking of, but uh, doesn't look very promising in the depth chart at New Jersey. That'll be too bad for them. <laughs> well, um, so we've got... Uh... One more quick segment that we want to do here. We're going to do a uh, segment every every podcast. It's called Let's Make a Bet. And I guess, Kyle, you've cooked up a couple bets here for us uh, that we have no idea what they are. And uh, we'll put um, an undetermined amount of money down on it. And, well, uh, let's start small. Let's start small. I'm going to I'm gonna say five bucks. I'll put five bucks down. And we oh, got you've one bet. Got an idea. And it's only for the home opener, not for the week. Just the home opener. And I bet, and there'll be some odds and some options after this, I bet that Austin Matthews scores exactly two goals on opening night. Exactly two goals on opening night. So you guys have a couple options. You can say he doesn't score two goals, meaning he scores zero, one, or three or more, and you get all those options. However, if you decide uh, any, another, any number other than two, I get two to one odds. So if we're betting five bucks... And I win, you guys, or somebody, one of you two, gives me 10 bucks. A uh, couple one-to-one odds here. If you pick exactly zero goals or exactly one goal, we're just one-to-one. Whoever wins gets the five bucks. But here we go. Here's the risky one, but maybe not so risky based on Craig's uh, little story there. If Matthews gets a hat trick or a quad trick or whatever we're calling more than three goals, I'll give you three-to-one odds, meaning if I lose, uh, you guys get 15 bucks. Craig, what are you taking? I think Austin Matthews is going to score three goals. One is going to be the game winner in the last five minutes of the game. 
Wow. I don't know if there's any extra money on that, but uh, I think he's going to he's going to clean up right at the end of the game, as he's known to do. He's going to will out another win for the Leafs right to start the season. Okay, if that uh, if his third goal and it's his third goal is uh, the game winner, I'll give you uh, five to one odds. Perfect. Oh, that's generous. Dan. Okay. Um, I I am going to go with one goal. I, he will keep his streak alive, but I don't want to get. Oh, I'm not going to go three to one. That's I'm not going to do what Craig did. I think that's a little risque for me. Um, but I'm going to say one goal, and I'm going to say that it's going to be an overtime goal. I don't know if you have any odds on that, but I just <laughs> I'm a little worried about you know them starting with Montreal for the first game, and I think it's going to be a, a physical game. You know, especially with Thornton coming in, that's going to bring some size, and Montreal's got a big team, so I think. Uh, We'll see over time, and I say Matthews with the top corner. I'm not going to pick a corner in overtime. <laughs> Glove side, right? Yeah. Okay, Dan in for one goal, and it's the overtime goal. If it's one goal, one to one. If it's the overtime goal, I'll give you two to one. Okay. Goal. All right, that was Let's Make a Bet. We'll find out of the next podcast to see who's made more money and who is a little bit poorer. And we'll keep a running tally, of course. We'll keep a running tab. <laughs> All right, boys. Well, it's going to be an exciting week. There's uh, Toronto's playing Montreal to start the season. They're playing Ottawa for two games, and then we'll be in back to Toronto playing Winnipeg. And that will be during our next podcast. So we've got the three games coming up this weekend, and we will be back to see you again next week. Now, remember to follow us on your favorite podcast app, um, or check us out at anchor.fm slash LFHL, Leafs fans and hostile lands. Thank you, everybody. We'll see you again next week. And go Leafs, go. Go Leafs, go.